Uh, yeah. I just keep it steady on the magic. Do my thing, I'm healing, it's fantastic. If I fall, rise automatic. You ain't no now, you know. I'm the one rain myself like a tree from the roots. West side go, cause she lit in the coast. East side go when she speaks to the roots. Stay 100, cause she on with the truth. Been there on struggle, know that it pass. Only going up, yeah, the pain don't last. Ooh, take off. Ooh, take off. Ooh, take off. This is take off, take off, take off. Shorty like Brandy, fight like Monica. What you know about her? Baby girl raising, way to the top. Shaking the world, don't expect her to stop. Hope so great, she get what she got. Follow her stack, cause she following God. What you need more, got a heart full of gold. Even at times when it's raining and cold. Ooh, she about take off. What up, what up, what up, y'all? It's your girl, Hannah, a.k.a. Ruta. And y'all, it's Black Women Wednesdays on the Uprooted Network. And I know the person I'm about to introduce really doesn't need any introduction at this point if you have been following along. But just for, you know, the sake of any newcomers, I have the one and only, okay, my sis, my hafte, Mele in the building. What's up, Mele? Hi, Hannah. How are you? I'm good. I feel like I'm on like a really high energy. I was like, yes, I'm interviewing Mele today. <laughs> I love that. I've been looking forward to it since you mentioned, since we set this up. And yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. So people who don't understand why we're excited, um, maybe you haven't seen, but really it just is like a, a real good sister therapy session. <laughs> Anytime me and Mele are on together and I hit her up. And I was like, you know what, Mele, this would be the sweetest closing to my season. I started with your sister, Rem High. I want to end this season with you. Um, and I don't know if people can see, but I got my Up and Up merch on right mm -hmm. today. Um, and literally, I didn't tell you this before we started recording, but literally a year ago from today, um, I had an interview with Benyam, and Benyam is part of the, the Up and Up team on the production side. And we did like an anniversary interview and I like had manifested a bunch of stuff. So the fact that like we're here and we're going to do this interview today, um, it's like a full circle for me. It's like a homecoming, you know, Melee's a piece of home for me. And I want to, I want to like, I want to explore that with you today because that's what, that's what this season is all about, is really the exploration of who we are and how we got here. So I'm yeah. so excited. That's why I was so excited today. <laughs> okay. I, I was like, I was like, are you, don't start crying yet. But <laughs> I was like, fighting tears. <laughs> like, don't do it yet, but we're almost there. Um, but for the people who might not know you, we're gonna get into like who Mele is and, and your story and all of those things. But let's just start with a brief intro for anyone who doesn't know you, just tell them a little bit about, you know, who you are, where you're from, you know, what you repping, <laughs> all the good stuff. Um, my name is Mele Manilik. I'm from the Bay Area. Um, I spent the last couple of years living in Tigray. Um, it's funny that you're asking like who I am. I feel like I don't even know the answer to that at this particular mm -hmm. moment. Um, yeah, so I I don't even know how to answer that. I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry. I think that's like beautiful. And I think like, yo, I, I said today was gonna be magical, right? Because that really is the truth. Yeah. At, 
you know, at different stages of your life, things are going to change and you get to redefine who you are, right? And who you're going to become. And so I've been doing the, the course, I'm sure Rob has been telling you, we've been doing the Create Your Joy course all, all um, the last month and a half. And to answer that question, sometimes we got to go back to, well, who were we? Yeah. You know, who were we before? What was, what was, um, what, you know, what were, I should say, the identities that we carried, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and start to reflect, and that's what we're doing now. So that's a good start. Like, let's just start there before this, because I know when I say this, I'm referring to November 4th. Um, bro, no, I swear I say that day, like it's D-Day, you know what I mean? Yeah. To me, it's D-Day. And um, before that, though, we were both growing up in the Bay Area. You know, you were in San Francisco. I was bouncing around all the cities, but in San Jose, right? Um, and this was before Free Tigray, before any of this, we were Tigrayan Americans. You know what I mean? Um, maybe even Ethiopian Americans, right? And that was probably the biggest part of our identity, at least what I felt. For you, talk a little bit about growing up in San Francisco and being, you know, an African immigrant, because it's, it's a little interesting. Um, so I I was born and raised in the city. I'm so American. Like, you know what I mean? I speak to Grenia and stuff, but mm -hmm. I definitely identify as I'm a black woman. Like that's first for me always, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and it's funny that, you know, when we're talking about this, um, I was telling you like, I don't know who I am at this moment, but that's something that's so different. So not normal for me because mm -hmm. I've always been so sure and certain of who I am. I was always a hustler. I always defined myself as being a businesswoman, And I, that was something that I was so proud of all the time, you know? Um, I was Ethiopian. Um, I, I was just, I just, I always knew who I was and where I was going. Like I was always so certain about that. And I'm in a place now where um, I'm almost even, I'm apprehensive to, uh, to hold on to any type of identity. Maybe it's because I feel like it'll be taken from me because that's what I've been experiencing. Mm -hmm. um, but it's such a, it's a weird place to be in, to not, from going from being a person that's so sure of, you know, certain things to being very uncertain. It's such a weird place. And I wonder, is this something that people not, like, even if they didn't have the experiences that we've been experiencing over the past couple of years, is this a normal part of life? Like, you know, am I just reaching a place where I do need to reevaluate and decide who I am, where I am, where I'm going? Um, yeah, sometimes like being in, in the midst of this, I don't know if the things that I'm experiencing are as a, a direct result of, you know, everything going on or if it's just normal parts of life, you know? Because we're still experiencing normal life alongside this, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. No, I feel that. It's a little bit of both. Like, I don't think you have to choose. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you have to choose. I think that you can sift through and decide, you know. Um, but 
I definitely, like, as you were talking, I was doing a lot of nodding my head, like, yeah, no, this is normal. This is completely normal. Pre-war, you know, during war, after war, um, throughout your life, you're going to transition into different chapters, you know, in different seasons, and you're going to become the person you need to be in that season, you know, um, because something that you were saying, like, you were so sure, you know, and I wanted to unpack there, be like, how, how were you so sure? Like, where did those identities come from? You know what I'm saying? Like, where did that, that sureness come from? Because I think when we unpack that, it helps you figure out the path to finding yourself again. Mm-hmm. If that you know. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. I um I don't know how it, you know, just I was always on the go, always on the move, right? This is what I'm doing, get it done, you know, that type of thing. Now I'll just be like, oh, is it even worth it? Like, you know, will that even happen? Or like mm-hmm. it's it's definitely a trauma thing, I think, for me. Um, you know, um, I was so sure, man. Like, you couldn't tell me. No one could tell me anything. Like, okay, this is the goal. I'm going to do it. You know, this is what it is. I'm going to make it happen. Whereas now I'm just like, does anything matter? You know? Um, and it's such an unfortunate uh, feeling to have. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, it's actually, it's sad when you think about it. Like, to 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 feel that way is not... That's a sad thing because it's like, do you have no, is it because you have no hope? You're you're not optimistic. You don't really believe that things will transpire the way you want them to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting when you think about it, actually. Yeah, I knew you were going to make me cry. Oh, like, damn, let me get to 30 minutes in, though. Like, I had like a, you know, I had a whole, like, thing in my head. Um, I hear what you're saying, and I, and I want to, like, validate that, right? because it's normal to go through this mm-hmm. when you've experienced trauma, you know? Mm-hmm. Like in any shape or form, your body, like everything is trying to tell you like, yo, what's the point? If something like this can happen, then like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. And our minds are actually like prone to negative thoughts, mm-hmm. you know? Um, like I shared this a while ago on something, I don't know, but. I think it's something like it takes seven or eight positive thoughts to like remove a negative one, you Mm -hmm. know, and having gone through trauma myself too, I knew that that's the storm. Mm -hmm. Like that's the storm that happens when you've been hurt in that way because it triggers everything that is afraid in your body. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, well, if you don't move and you don't do anything, then you can't get hurt. Mm-hmm. right because that's like the logic at least for me in my head where I'm like I'm not hurting anybody sitting on the couch like you know what I mean like uh, anybody just sit here and watch tv and like you know whatever right like there's my myself talk is a little different but that feeling it is it is sad right it's sadness what we're experiencing is sadness but what even further than that what we're experiencing is grief mm-hmm. you know and like grief has a way of like wrapping us in it. Mm-hmm. Like it almost feels like um, a warm blanket <laughs> and then you keep going deeper into it, right? And then you find yourself like, damn, where'd, where'd I lose all my motivation for life? Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, 
over time. It was <laughs> it wasn't you know what I mean. It wasn't an overnight thing. It was over time, and it's been um, that process of reflection for me that has gotten me out of it. And I don't think that it's bad to have sadness or grief, right? Because I think that sometimes we have that negative feeling. So like when you were talking about it, I was getting emotional because I remember being in that place and I know what that feels for you, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just like, but that's okay for you to feel that. Like it's okay to, for you to have those feelings and it's okay for you to be in that season because that means your life needs to change, mm -hmm. right? Like you can't you can't go back to how you were doing things before because that's not how your life is anymore. You know what I mean? That's not how your brain is. Your priorities aren't the same. You know what I mean? So it's more so like, how do I find and create the meaning behind the stuff that I do? Mm -hmm. You know? And um I'm trying to think of some of the identities you were talking about. You still have those, Mele. I don't know if you realize, but like, you're still a black woman, mm -hmm. you know? Um, you're still a hustler mm -hmm. and an entrepreneur, you know? You're doing whatever you can by any means necessary for the people back home, mm -hmm. right? Like, that's the thing that gets you up. You're not getting up to like, oh, let me go make a hundred or let me go flip this. Like, it's not the same mentality behind, behind your hustle, but that skill of being a hustler is still in you and you still use it. You just now use it for different reasons. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to think of what other identities you were holding or, or felt about yourself that they're probably still there. They just manifest differently now. You know, you gotta, it's almost like you got to reintroduce yourself. Like, Oh, I knew me. Like, you know, like, all right, this okay, that was old me. This is new me. Like, let's, you know, let's let's get acquainted with each other. Um And I don't want to be defined by, you know, this horrible thing. Like, I don't want that to be my identity, right? Like, um, so that's another battle itself. Um because you know, when you do believe in something and you're passionate about something and you're your whole life is behind this thing. Um, it's hard to not allow it to like consume you or be all that you are. So I'm also trying to find that balance as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it's it's not easy. And I think that it's like so pre pre this pre the pre Tigray genocide and the war. Um, what were the social things that you were really passionate about? Like, what were you spending your time doing? You know, like if I was like a day in the life of Mele, <laughs> it might not look the same. Maybe not a day. Let's do like a season. <laughs> um, season in the life of Mele. <laughs> I was uh, probably the happiest I've ever been in my life. And I was the most optimistic I've ever been. And I was you know, I was back home. So I was just immersing myself in, in that society. Like I, I was just like marinating in it, like whatever aspect of that culture, I wanted to do it. I wanted it to be a part of me. Um, so I was doing typical Tigray things like, yeah. you know, um, and 
if we go further, like before, like before even moving out there, I was always working. Mm-hmm. Literally, like I was defined by my work. Mm, okay. So interesting that we're having this conversation right now because, um, yeah, it's it's the season, girl. The reflection. Yeah, because then when you ask yourself, like, who am I or what am I, and it's so interesting to see, um, how you define that based on like certain periods. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. where you like before I left, I was here at the business. That's all I was doing. That was me. Mm-hmm. That says something about me as a person. I don't know. It says a lot about our society, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't think you're the only one. I think a lot of people are going to resonate with what you're saying. And it, it's like, in a way, affirmation for me, right? Mm-hmm. Because I remember, and I think the reason why my path has been so strange is because I've been running away from this feeling, you know, for so long. I still found my ass, but like, you know, so don't, for anyone who thinks you're going to run away from it, you're not going to. But um, it's like, I remember, like, I had a psych professor and he said this thing, um, like, I don't want you to become the 40-year-old having a midlife crisis, you know, in my office because you didn't go live the life you wanted to live, you know, or you, you spent so much time on your goals, like, and you had a hyper focus that you forgot to actually live your life, right, and fill it with other things. And I don't think that that's not um, uncommon, you know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of us do that, even when we know better, you know, even when we know better. Sometimes it's like that addictive drug of like, but I'm doing so well at this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, can feel very confident in that and like that confidence is so great right like it's like it's a drug it's like no I'm I'm you know I'm out here I'm moving especially in the bay like it's the land of hustlers everybody it's too damn expensive for you to not be you know what I mean like everyone that I know got a side hustle of this I'm trying to make this happen I'm trying to make this move and shake it's like our way of talking to each other is like hey what you got going on Mm -hmm. what project are you working on and it's like it can be overwhelming because you're like damn I should be working on something and it's like oh nothing I'm chilling (laughs) that's not a typical response that we had so like that doesn't surprise me at all but it does like it does give us a moment to kind of reflect on like yeah maybe you were really sure about one thing you know maybe you were really sure about your survival like because the things that we're talking about when we like talk about our, our jobs and our careers, sometimes it's like, yeah, no, I, I need to be stable. I need to be like a provider. I got to make sure I'm good for me, X, Y, Z. But those goals, once they're achieved, right, like don't mean shit. Mm-hmm. It's like it's, it's the argument of um, like can, can money buy your happiness? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know. Maybe that's what you're answering right now. Like, I used to think that. I used to think that. Now, no. Like, I'm about so many things. I'm like, nothing even matters. Like, it doesn't even matter. You know, does this really matter? You know? Um, yeah, so no. I, I now know that, you know? It's, the, it's a hard, it's a hard one. Huh? It's a hard pill to swallow. Like, it's a hard, like, that's like a life altering mentality Mm -hmm. 
like what you're talking about is like now when you're prioritizing you're you're saying like you keep seeing this phrase of like nothing matters right like this does this doesn't really matter so like maybe answer what does matter to you now like yeah. what is like very like what is the thing that like no this matters yeah um and i hate to even say this because it, it's still going back to what i was saying about being defined by one thing but for me it's tigray mm -hmm. there is literally nothing else that um motivates me or that i it's the first thing i think up uh, think about and the last thing i think about and that makes me sad too you know like um, I wish I could be more balanced. I wish I had. Mm -hmm. I wish I were in a place to be more balanced. Um, I'm not. And, you know, it's funny. You were like, um, you know, our, the way we talk to each other is like, what do you have? You know, in the Bay is like, we have our own language, basically. And I was with one of my cousins last week. And he checks in on me like, we get together every couple of months. And it's a nice check-in. It's kind of like something similar to what I have with you. Um, but his is like, okay, what are you doing? It's been almost two years. Like, get up. You no, know, come on. Like, you need to be doing something. I've never known you to be like this. Mm -hmm. and I just don't, literally, if it doesn't have to do with Tigray, I don't have the motivation at all. I don't even have the capacity to be like, oh, um, this will benefit Tigray in the future. So let me focus. I can't focus on it right now. There's, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I think that's honest. Yeah. I think that's honest. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Like, it's, it's where you're at, you know? It's where your capacity is. Like, none of us went through what you went through. Like, the people who are giving you advice, we just miss you, you know? Like, we miss you, and, and we're talking to you with the tools that we have, you know what I'm saying? Like, for for that person, they're probably just thinking, like, that's when she was happy. So like, let me try to get her back to that place so she could be happy. You know what I'm saying? Like that, I feel like that's how people problem solve. It was like, okay, well, when you were doing this, you were happy when you weren't, <laughs> it was like, no, it wasn't that simple. You know, it, it wasn't that simple at all. Cause I think before when you had that, that hustle and spirit and motivation, you had a goal, mm -hmm. like a goal that you felt was worthy. And I think that free Tigray and, um, just that the movement as a whole, but more so when you say Tigray, I know you're not talking about a physical place only, you know, you're talking about a culture, a people, right? A group of people. Um, it, it's more than just like my brother, sister, mom, you know, yeah. it's, it's an entire identity that, that like is ours, you know? And I, I can understand like, you wanting to just stay in that you know because it's like it's like uprooted right completely and truly like you are literally ripped out of this place that like you had re-established as your home because we were taken from it for for so long like i wonder what was your why actually if we could go back to that like why did you like you know like what was the internal drive for wanting to move back home and like to be so ingrained in the culture because you went from hustling and working and really grinding to like don't it's almost like it feels sometimes like hustling backwards because it's a lot slower you know you're like going going to ground zero yeah and i went from that hustle always on the go and then that culture will slow you down whether you like it or not 
-hmm. it slows you down. And at that point in my life, I really needed that. I needed to, to be present. I needed to stop, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so even while, while I was still working there, I, everything was slow. And I would, um, there's a saying that they say all the time. It pisses me off, actually. It's no problem. It's like, you know, no, no, it's all good. It could be the biggest problem ever. And they're like, oh, normal. No, it's not normal. Like, are you kidding me? You know? And I, I adopted that. You yeah. know, before I used to be so pressed for everything, like, you know, now it's just, it's like, no problem. It's not the end of the world. Worst things can happen. So I guess yeah. in a sense, that was a big benefit for me. Something that yeah. I gained. When you say why was my why, um, I think that was it. That as, as much as that aspect of the culture would kind of bother me, mm -hmm. I also appreciated it so much because I would go out there and my friends who are running like huge things mm -hmm always had time to kick it like would it wasn't even oh let me make time no it's like okay I'm coming to get you we're gonna go have coffee I never I would never see people when I was living out I was only working you know so that was so cool to me I liked that part of the culture mm -hmm. and I found myself going more and more and I had the opportunity to live there permanently and I took it that's that was my why I guess yeah no I like it I'm wondering too um if there was like uh like this this need or almost desire to like reacquaint yourself with who you would have been if you would have grown up there you know or like just even having the full experience of being Tigrayan in Tigray you know like and actually being able to like figure that out. Like what, you know, I wonder if that desire, cause I, I, I feel like almost as every diaspora that I talk to in one way, shape or form has that like that hole that's like, damn, there's like a part of me that I really don't understand. And I see myself in those kids. I know like, I enjoy being around children and older people, like elderly people because mm -hmm. There are two things I see in that, especially in kids in Tigray. Like, I'm, I, I'm always like, this could have been me. Like, this literally could have been me if my parents didn't have the, the luck that they had. It's only luck, right? Literally could have been me. And I, especially with the students that I was teaching, they're also driven and motivated. And I'm like, oh, imagine if you had my life you know what i mean i can only imagine where you would i just you know make that connection all the time um yeah um i um um it being out there definitely made me aware of my privilege but not in a bad way you know not like a oh um not in like a I don't even know what I'm saying but sorry no I'm I'm over here getting watery for you because what it feels like right even through the screen is it, it's like you found you found your purpose you mm -hmm. know you found what makes you happy um 
you found where you can make a difference and be the change, right? Like, I'm like, I have a poster on my wall behind me on the side. It says, be the change you want to see, right? And I think the reason why you're not finding motivation in other things is because you're, you already got to experience that up close Mm. and personal. So it's like, you keep trying to go back to that and to like, you know, recreate that. But it's like, you can create that here. Mm -hmm. You can create that now. You can think about the kids in the diaspora that like don't have that, you know what I mean? They don't have that experience. Um, either we grew up here and don't really get it or we're, we're getting new diaspora that are like us again in the reverse, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like we get, to, like now when I see, um, especially like my siblings, you know, I'm like, wow, like I was like you, you know what I mean? Like I'm looking at my little brother and I was like, yep. I was like, I was you. I was the little kid who came here and didn't speak much English or I don't think I spoke any English. He's still ahead of me, you know? But I was one, but okay. I didn't go to school. Like I didn't go to preschool until, you know what I mean? I was like, I don't know. And you were born in Sudan? Yeah, I was born in Sudan. So like all my videos of me when I was little, I was speaking perfect Kenya. Yeah. I'm so irritated because I know that I have the skill to do it. <laughs> like it bugs me to my core, Mel. Like really, like <laughs> bothers me that like I I was like speaking that and like it hurts. It hurts yeah. to know that like, damn, that like I was that kid. And then I started going to school and speaking English and like spent so much more time on this side of my identity that like, I don't have, I I have to work way harder to access the other side of me, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that like, in a way you, you're in a space now that I was in, I would say um, all of last year Mm -hmm. up until, I don't remember when I got out of it. But I remember talking to one of our, we have a mutual friend. You know what? I'm going to just stop saying names. <laughs> we have a mutual friend. And we both were just like, is it me? Or do you feel like you're in like a cocoon? You know? And it feels like everything else just does not feel important or safe and just feels like noise. Like, I was just like, no. <laughs> I just don't, I don't know what this is, but I don't like it. You know, that's why I I can hear what you're saying of just like being in that psychological place of like, yo, I don't, you talking to me about shit that just doesn't matter. Like, you know, like I don't care. I was at the point where I'm just eating to eat cause I need to. So I don't like, like, you know, like there's just certain things just felt like this isn't necessary. Like, like you just kind of keep, I don't know. It just felt like I was in a cocoon and it was hard to break out. Mm-hmm. That's definitely how I feel. I just, I, I always describe it to people as like, I have not been able to continue my life is, is what I, the word, the exact words I use, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, I feel stuck. I feel, I don't know. I don't know how I, <laughs> and I don't want to sound bad because it's like, healing is a process, right? So like, I'll be so good. And then there'll be a little backpedal. So I'm in that backpedal place yeah. right now. So I don't know if I'm probably coming off that way too, or like not very positive, but that's how I'm feeling right now. 
I don't I don't want you to pretend to be positive either. Yeah. I don't like you know, like I really think that that's what people need to know and is true. Like you had a life before this, you were doing what at least what you thought was going to make you happy, right? From what I'm gathering. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up we like again, we live in the land of hustlers, right? Like we we understand it's a fast-paced city. So like mm-hmm. San Francisco is a fast-paced city. Like there's a lot of things to like get done. And it it does translate into that. Like you stay in that grind, you stayed in that hustle, you kept going, you got you were achieving the things that everyone says you should achieve that should make you happy, but it wasn't the lifestyle for you. It wasn't really like what you wanted, right? And you left and you found that. And like what what I want you to hear, and like, I mean, who cares about the audience at this point? Because you know, for me, it's you. Like, I, I love the audience too. I love y'all. But like, Melly, I really, really want you to hear it. Is like, you found it once before. Mm-hmm. You're gonna find it again. Mm-hmm. You know, right? You you went through a period before you moved to Adi. You went through a period of like unhappiness, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're like, oh, I fucking hate this place. <laughs> like, why am I still here? And yeah. it, right? Like, it took you a couple tries. And that's how I ended up moving, you know, to Denver and ended up getting my master's and doing, you know, stuff out here. And in full circle, I'm going back to the Bay mm-hmm. after the same thing of going back and forth and, and trying to manage my, you know, because my business is technically here, right? But my home is there. And trying to be in two places and being like, this isn't working for me. Like, I went through the whole cocoon too. And I I haven't had to see, right, and physically go through what you went through, but mentally feeling in that same trap. Mm-hmm. And finally deciding and, like, finding myself again. It's, it's, oh, it's not going to be overnight. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you just got to crack the cocoon. And then you got to like, just keep, you know, you just keep hitting it and it'll start to break apart. Every once in a while, you get a really good kick in, right? And it's like, oh, it's so bright out there. It's so nice. But you're like, okay, I'm tired. I need to take a break. Take a break, right? Like, take a break. Like, it is okay to hit pause on your life. Like, it is okay to hit pause, especially if you have the support to do so. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay. You're going to find your way back to it and you can recreate it and like think about what are the elements that you were talking about that you could recreate. Like I said, like the kids and the, and the elders are still here. Yeah. You know, we're the bridge now. We got babies under us. There's plenty of nieces and nephews that we got to teach about Tigray and you get to live through that again and you get to live through their wonder and on the other end, we have our parents. You know, some of us, if we're lucky, maybe you have a grandparent like here, please hug them for us, you know, like really and truly for both of us, you know, hug and love on them. And that that one always makes me emotional, but it's like, I guess how I have figured out my motivation and like how I got back to my glow and like I keep pushing and finding my light is like, I get that same feeling that you got, Melee, when I see the kids here. Okay. You know I mean? Or when I um, meet someone who's touched by the show, like who's touched by the platform 
and it helped them get out of a place. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. I'm going to keep doing this because it's going to free somebody or it's going to at least spark the step for them to like get out of their own way, you Mm -hmm. know, whatever the case is, but it's just that meaning that fulfillment of you understanding like your purpose is really to, to help others and to serve, you know, you can recreate that, but it's okay for you to take pause and like sit in stillness while you figure that out. Yeah. Like, do what you can for right now. Take care of you. Pause, breathe, reflect. Because the, the person you were before this was still amazing and beautiful. And all the things you learned and all the skills that you gained and experiences you had were to prepare you for this chapter. Yeah. And maybe you just need to sit and think about, like, well, where has my life? <laughs> you know, what, what was the last? I keep telling myself, what was the last 30 like? You know, what do I want to keep and what do I want to get rid of? Mm-hmm. Take an inventory. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want to be? You know, because now the the flip side of that, Mel, and we could spend the rest of the time on this if you want, is, well, who do you want to become? If, yeah. you, if you could choose that, who do you want to become? What does happiness look like for you? What does balance look like for you? You got an empty page. Yeah. You could try to answer it now if you can think of something. I, I've i done this. We've, we've sat down together. This is the third time, maybe. Mm-hmm. Just like the first time, I just want to go home, literally. Nothing has changed for me. It's been a year and a half. It's mm-hmm. like time is just passing. I just see time passing, and I feel like I'm just... I just want to go home. I want to wake up in the morning. I want to smell the the fire thing burning, whatever they burn in the morning. Mm -hmm. I want to go to my neighbor's house, have coffee. I want to go. I just, that's all I want, really. I, and I feel so bad that I can't like pick myself up out of this and like get over it. I really want so badly to get over it. I always have people like, oh, you're fine. You're this, like, you know, you got to get your life together. You got to, I can't. I just cannot, I just cannot. And I cannot, I'm not even in a place yet where I can articulate how I want to see things, you know? Mm -hmm. I think I come off to a lot of people who know me as like being inconsistent or not like, um, what I say I want can change from day to day. And I think that has to do a lot to do with just genuinely believing anything can happen. Like, you know what I mean? Not being certain about the future. Like, um, I am so sorry. I'm not. Please don't apologize. Please don't apologize. It is really just, this is what it is. This is really what it is. And I think that, um, you're speaking to a lot of people, you know, like the, the confusion, the frustration, that like uncertainty, you know, um, it's all normal. Mm-hmm. It's all normal. We all feel it at at different forms, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, in different forms or at different levels, I should say. And we all had our world shaken, mm-hmm. you know. And it's been sh- it hasn't stopped. Yeah. The world hasn't stopped shaking. <laughs> For most of us, it has not. Right. There's just some of us who are a little bit better at keeping our balance. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe that's just because we have the tools, right? Or whatever it is that's helping us. And so I don't, I don't think that you are saying anything wrong or that you need to show up in any particular way. This is really what it is. You went from being, you know, what I will say, at least from my my perspective growing up, it was like, you know, Mele got her life together. Like, you know what I mean? Like the parents really was just like, they really adore you. You know, they really, really do. And it's not because you were the perfect child, right? But mm-hmm. it was just that you really always showed up authentically as yourself. And come hell or high water, you showed up for your friends, you showed up for your family, you showed up for your community. You know, you still did the work, you still lived your life. And even then, I could probably question how you were balancing it all, right? Like, and you probably would still have some criticisms of you, of yourself, but by society standards, you were a functioning adult, productive, you were exactly where you wanted to be, right? Or like where the world would have had had you and your life got shaken. And it's okay for you to still try to figure that out. And anyone who's like, thinks that you're being inconsistent and can't understand why, really shouldn't be in your circle. Like, because yeah. they just don't get it. They, they don't get it yet. And it's like, while you're still in this like, vulnerable position of trying to manage, right? Like, if you feel like you can't be this way in front of people, then like, you don't need to be occupying that much of your space. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you deserve to like, figure it out, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Really, really and truly. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I was like, you you do. Everyone does. Everyone deserves to take a pause and a break. I think that we put way too much pressure on each other to show up and to be perfect and to have things figured out. And and to what, is, what do you mean get over it? How do you get over a genocide? You don't get over it. That's not language, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not language you you need to use on yourself. Don't let people talk to you like that, Malay. Like, and I like to like to give people grace because like they're necessarily like being mean or not consistent. They just don't understand. Like, yeah. you know, just like I don't understand. I feel like, you know, there are a lot of people who I don't give grace to because maybe I'm thinking people should automatically understand why I'm saying something, you know, why I feel a certain way. And I, and I'll be like, why do we have to explain this? I've, I've been on calls with you where I just get so yeah. frustrated. Like, why do I have to explain this to you? Like why, you know, um, even recently this last week, you know, I had a moment like that and, um, yeah, man, I'm just over it. And I, I'm just over I- it. It's, it's exhausting. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's exhausting. I think for me, the reason why I've been doing better this week, right? Like not as a whole, because week to week it changes. Um, literally last week, I was like, my acid reflux was coming back. You know what I mean? Like my anxiety was like over the top, like ridiculous. Um, all the symptoms just like just trash. You know what I'm saying? I got triggered too. I got triggered and I was just like going off. And I was like, wait a minute. Why am I, what, what am I doing right now? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what am I doing right now? I have to catch myself. I was like, girl, do you not feel yourself shaking? Like you're really upset. 
like my entire body was shaking and mm-hmm. i was like yo you're gonna need to go take a nap i was like we're not doing this and it's like that's how i talk to myself you know mm-hmm. it's like we're not doing this like that moment was not good it wasn't your best moment um your feelings were valid you know your delivery wasn't right so it was like I do that, and then I walk I walked away. I was like, "Let me go breathe." <laughs> I was like, "I need to go breathe. Let me get. Let me bring my 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 nervous system back down, because it, it like this concept that we have of like just getting over things in life just isn't real. You know, it's it's not. You're not going to get over it. What you can learn to do is accept the reality, mm-hmm. right? Um, it doesn't mean that you're excusing it and that you're saying like, this is okay, but just understanding, hey, this is my reality, mm-hmm. right? And like, I have a choice here on what I get to do next. Yeah. Like, and that's gonna change day to day, hour to hour, sometimes minute to minute, right? Mm-hmm. Like just depending on where you're at in life and you get the space to handle that the way you need to handle it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like everyone needs that space. I wish more people would take that space, you know, because then we can stop yelling at each other. Um, but it, it's, yeah, it's, it's really like, I don't want you to feel like you need to show up any other way. I don't, I don't think that any of us are really doing as good a job as we pretend to be, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I we're just so good at playing the part you know what i mean and looking the part and i think specifically immigrants right um not just to grind and what we're going through but when i look at all the other marginalized people that i know yeah their lives are uh very chaotic you know what i mean like everybody's going through a lot of pain and a lot of suffering and we're not talking about it like we're pretending like we're getting through our days and we're not or you accept it as just that like that's how it has to be you know what i mean you accept it all that all that you just described like we kind of just take it on and assume that we have to take those things on you know yeah and they're not for us some some things are not for us some things like you know like when you talk to a victim um of any type of trauma like the first thing you gotta like really help them understand is it's not their fault. Yeah. You know? Like, cause when we think about that, it just it just adds on to our guilt. Mm-hmm. And then that guilt turns into shame. Mm-hmm. You know, that what for whatever reason in every scenario, and that is heavy and that keeps you in the depression. Yeah. You know, and it's like by taking back your choice of like, hey, I can accept this that this is, is my reality. It's not the one I chose, yeah. but it's the one that's in front of me. You know, it's it's the cards that I have to play. I'm gonna play the best fucking game I ever played though, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, when I win, I'm not winning for me. I'm winning for us. Yeah. So it's like, that's how I like, I, I'm always reverse, reverse psychology on myself. Like, oh, mm-hmm. these people, cause you gotta remember that like, some of the pain that we're going through, I would say the, a lot, okay? Maybe the majority of it is self-inflicted by the human species. You know what I mean? Like, it's humans hurting other humans. Mm-hmm. 
over and over. And that's a choice, you know? So I'm like, well, what's my choice in this? Because you have a choice. You might not like all the options you have, but you yeah. got some, yeah. right? Like the people that are in these places that we're worried about, that we're stressed about, that we're so sick in our bones about, like our choices are to sit here in our pain and suffering, right? Or we can get up and figure out how we're going to help them. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what you do. You get up and you try to figure out how to help them. And if you can expand that mentality to, okay, me going to work or me, you know, making this business deal or going to this dinner. Yeah. I might have a little bit of fun, but I might meet the right people, you know, to mm -hmm. make this project happen and to make this happen and whatever, like, because as long as you know who you are and what your mission is and what you're doing, everything you do connects back to that no matter mm -hmm. what, you know, you taking that walk, that's going back to them too. Cause that's the peace of mind that you needed so that you have the energy to do whatever project, right? Yeah. Or whatever your next task is. And it's difficult, but it takes training. It takes rewiring of your brain every day. So if you're having a bad day, okay, have a bad day. Yeah. Tomorrow could be a good day. Yeah. It's fine. I was like, yesterday was like, yesterday morning I was in bed for like hours. I was like, bro, I guess I'm working from bed today. Mm -hmm. One thing I do know, one thing I am certain about is that nothing is certain. That's one thing I've learned now. Uh -oh. Yeah. Yeah, nothing is certain. And that could be a good or bad thing. It doesn't matter. Like it goes anyway, but nothing is certain. It's actually a good, a good thing in a lot of ways too, right? Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely in a in a period of like fighting right now. I'm just like pushing through some shit right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's the honest to God truth. Mm -hmm. That's all you can do. Do you remember a time where you were pushing through a season and what helped you then? Like what helped you get out of it? Uh, being active, like I hate working out, but at the same time. The, when I feel my best is when I'm consistently active. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, just, I'm not like I had an accident a couple weeks ago and I'm not completely healed yet. So I haven't been able to really move. Mm -hmm. I think that probably bothers me a lot. Um, a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think being active, being around, um, you know, you mentioned you're moving back to the Bay mm -hmm. and I was telling you like, I bet at first thing I said to you was I, I know your mom is so happy. Um, yeah. Cause for me being around my parents, I have my own place, but I'm literally in my dad's house all the time, you know, or with my mom. Um, and I'm really valuing that time actually. Yeah. I'm really, so I'm not doing nothing. You know what I mean? I'm, I am doing things that maybe I didn't place much value on in the past. Mm -hmm. um, but uh I definitely know the importance of time now and that you don't get time back. So mm -hmm. for the time that I am here, I want to spend as much time with my parents for sure. And I'm happy you're going to get to do that now too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Present to be. Yeah. I'm, I want to be present um, with the people that are important to me. 
then I think you're on the right track then mamas. It's like, you're doing, you're not doing nothing. You're healing. Yeah. You know, and that takes a lot of energy, mm-hmm. like a lot of energy. People really underestimate it, but I'd rather you take however long, you know, to get yourself in that position and you do whatever the hell you want after that. Yeah. I was like that, whatever you're thinking about is still going to be there. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's something that's not um, a lot of people don't realize all the time like we always think oh like you think you missed an opportunity you think you missed something if it's yours it's always there mm-hmm. yeah it's gonna come back like when Tigra opens because it will you'll be able to go back well I'll be able to go back I would challenge you to think about well what are you taking with you mm-hmm. Cause that's what I'm doing now. It's like, well, what am I taking with me? It's like, I got all this time here now, you know, I can do it without too much distraction. You know what I'm saying? X, yeah. y, Z. Cause I know once I'm there, I'm, a, I'm gonna wanna do what you're doing now. I'm not gonna wanna go to work. Like I'm gonna be like, hey, yo, like we kicking it. Like, I just wanna be with all my family and just sit with them and do whatever with them all day. And you know, if that's work, that's work. But it's like, okay, well, I got, I got time right now. So, yeah, that's, that has been my healing, is like being able to take that space and time to rest now because I know that I'm gonna need it for later. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, maybe that's now. what I'm doing. Maybe that's what I'm doing, and I just don't know it. Maybe I'm getting yeah. a lot of rest right now, <laughs> a lot. You need a lot of rest. Think about it. Like if you, because people like, people underestimate, like it's a lot of energy. It's like, I really don't think people, if you had a physical injury, right? Like what you're talking about right now where you can't, you can see why you can't move, right? Mm -hmm. Because you have a physical reminder of that every day. You're like, oh, yeah, this sucks. Yeah, you know what I mean? And then it's like, okay, now I know what my reality is. I see this boot, right? Like, you know, I can figure out like, well, what can I do from here? Like, what can I accomplish with this on? And you focus your energy on that instead. And eventually you will heal, right? Like eventually you'll get that mobility. And once you do, you already got a list of things that you want to do because you have that freedom to do it now, right? So it's it's almost like, we gotta we gotta reframe the cocoon phase. Like it's not just like oh darkness, right? <laughs> like it's it's also solitude. Mm-hmm. It's also peace, right? It's also like recovery and space mm-hmm. and whatever time you need to do that. Cause guess what? When you fly out of that cocoon, you're about to be a bomb ass butterfly. You know what I mean? I cannot wait. <laughs> Wait, this- girl, listen. I'm about to inspire you. I hope you know it's about to be a high girl summer. <laughs> but wait. It's gonna be a high girl summer. Like, hey, please, yes. <laughs> like, what's up, y'all? I'm out here. Hey, y'all. How you doing? <laughs> yes. Oh my God, I'm living through you for sure. Yeah, you're gonna listen. You're gonna get through it. You're gonna get through the storm. You're gonna be a pretty ass butterfly. Just choose your colors out. What colors do you want to be? What's your pattern? You know, start visualizing what you want your house to look like when you rebuild it. Yeah. 
you know, just spend in your home, spend your time visualizing all of that, manifesting all that, like spend some time in that energy, you know, do yeah. that. You have the luxury of doing that right now. It's okay to take that because yeah. you're going to build all these beautiful like manifestations and then when you go there and you're doing it and you go to sleep at the end of the night because you're tired as hell because <laughs> you've been yeah. working and building schools and, you know, fixing hospitals and playing with the kids, you're yeah. going to go to sleep very happy because that's everything you envision doing already. Mm -hmm. you know? And as, as, like, down as I seem or whatever, like, I still do have faith. Um, there was a period where I was questioning God. I still do have faith. I have, I've gone through like traumatic things in the past and I always described in the, in the end, I always described the experience as God literally picking me up and putting me in a better place. So I, I like to like reel myself in and, and remember that um, in this moment as well, you know, like this is just God picking me up and putting me in the place that he wants me in. So yeah yeah sometimes we don't go willingly <laughs> you know Many we times. go fighting kicking and screaming and yeah. you know after after when he shows you why you're like oh my bad yeah you know my bad place every time like you never i don't know if it's a matter of not trusting or what it is but it's you're always resisting right and then you get there you won't even realize it immediately and then you look back in hindsight or somebody that really knows you brings it up and you're like, oh yeah, this is where I am now. Mm -hmm. And you know, it seems so horrible, but I'm here now and it's so much better. And I didn't, I couldn't have known, you know, that this was where I was supposed to be either, right? Because yeah. you think you're so certain, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, you're so certain that you don't get to see the full picture. Yeah, and then you get kicked off. You're like, oh. Damn. Okay. <laughs> you know, but this will be good because at least like you, you're in the place where you have your mentality, right? You know, where it's like, yo, okay, I know these things aren't promised. I know this isn't certain. So you have to have that flexibility of like, I'm going to go with where the world is at now instead of where I think the world is going to be. Um, yeah. And, and you'll you'll just move with. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're ocean people, right? <laughs> I learned this as a kid when you swim, right? Well, actually, I wasn't even a kid. I learned this way older. Embarrassing. But when you're swimming in the ocean, if you get caught in, like, the current, if you swim against it, you're just going to go deeper into it, yeah. right? And, like, the trick is to swim sideways alongside the current. So that it'll eventually spit you out where it ends. Right. It's amazing that you use that analogy. Cause I always, when people ask me like, what are you doing? I'm always like, I'm just floating. You know, when you go in the water and you let go of your body and you just float on your back, yeah. I'm just floating and I'm being carried mm -hmm. and I don't know where I'll end up, but I'm, I am not, I'm not swimming against any currents. I know that much. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes that's it. That's all you got to do. And just like, that's the expression, right? Let go and let God, mm -hmm. you know? And that's how I see it too. I'm like, oh, I could keep fighting you, but I'm tired, yeah. <laughs> you know? 
Just keep it 100% with y'all. I'm exhausted of trying to fight that. Like, it's, it's not doing anything for me, you know? So now I'm just like, okay, that sounds about right. I'm going to do that, you know? And I just go with it. I'm like, this is on my list of things. All right. I'm like, you know, I'm going to keep going. This feels right. I'm not hitting too many roadblocks, you know? Like, you just, it, you can tell when you're fighting against the current versus when you're just flowing in it feels completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels completely different. Right now, you're just sitting floating and you've probably been floating for a while. You're like, damn, bro, like, what <laughs> when does this, when yeah. does this ride end? <laughs> Literally. But just enjoy the scenery, enjoy the view, take it as a nice long vacation. Um, and think about when you're floating, what are you doing? You're just enjoying life as it is, right? And you're just taking it in. So go ahead and do that. Observe, you know, take in, pay attention to yourself, float in your own pool. You're in you're in the ocean by yourself, you know what I'm saying? Float in your own pool, let your thoughts do what, what they need to do. And then when you're ready, you land, you'll find that soft spot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I promise. I'm manifesting that for you. So it's, it's coming. I need I need that. I need yeah. I need that energy. Your energy today is great, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm in a great mood. <laughs> I am. I'm in a great mood. I'm telling you, there's this there's something I'm telling you, it's magical. Like I literally looked at it April 16th to the day. Um I'm going to work on this teaser and, and drop the the full interview. Because I think once people see the full interview, be like, wow, she really does that. That's really what she does. Like, that's really what she said. And I said it a year ago, you know. Yeah. And I'm so glad I started recording it. Yeah. Like, and I can go back to these journals and I can go back to these recordings because, like, in this season you're in, Mel, I hope you're still journaling. Because when you, when you get out of it, you're going to read it and you're going to be like, Oh, I'm not crying anymore. Yeah. I'm not an organized person. Um, Mm -hmm. Like in terms of, I don't have like one journal that I'm writing. I'll just find a notebook and just write the date and write on it. My favorite thing is coming across those years later. And it's like, wow, this is how you were feeling. Look at how you feel now. It's so nice to get to have that, you know, to reference. Um, So yeah, I don't like do it every day, but when when it calls me, I definitely do it. Yeah, it's the greatest. That's probably why I'm in such a great mood because I've been packing, cleaning, organizing, and um, that I was like, yo, I'm not taking all these journals with me. <laughs> I was like, I'm not. I'm so sorry. I don't have time for this no more. Went through, read them, took the pictures, you know, put that like organized it in that way, and I'm like, all right, great. Cause like I'm like you too. I had like ten different journals. I was like, bro, this is insanity. <laughs> like I can't keep up. I don't want to keep taking these with me. But I know it's a habit I have. I I know even though I got rid of these ones, I'm probably gonna end up with ten more, and it's just fine. It's okay. But it'll be ten new ones. <laughs> you know? I just found my. Um, and I know we probably have to end now, but uh, I just found my journal from when I first got out of Tigray, and I got into Dubai, and the whole time, this is going to sound so, so privileged, but I don't care. It's the truth. Um, the whole time, I literally, you're starving out there. There's no food. I was thinking about, and this is the most simple thing, 
Cheesecake Factory Louisiana Chicken Pasta, no chicken with extra Parmesan cheese. When I tell you I thought about that day and night, so I got to Dubai and the first thing I did was find a Cheesecake Factory, order this meal, and I have my journal and I was writing about it. I was like, I guess I manifested it, but I couldn't even enjoy it like that. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, so it was funny to to come across. Like I'm sitting in front of my Louisiana chicken pasta, no chicken, extra Parmesan cheese. And I'm really here. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Just think about what you what you can be doing next year. Cause you've been manifesting that too. So it's just like that's gonna hit way different, you know. Yeah. Like once you tap into that power of, of of your own vision and your own goals in life, you're like, oh wow, this is fantastic. Like you know, like you just stay in that energy. That's gonna be great. Yeah, you're right. Normally, I end us on like the legacy question. Um, you've been on several times, so I'm pretty sure we know what you want your legacy to be. Um, so I don't know. It's up to you. You can answer the question if you'd like, or I can skip to the part where I manifest into your life. Um, but it's up to you. Because I realized too, I I want you to manifest for me. Okay. No problem. I'm like, listen, that's an answer. There's some of us that are like, I'm still trying to figure it out or it might change tomorrow. Um, this is this is where I, I feel for you is the man. Okay, let me say that right. Because I got, I'm trying to think and talk at the same time and clearly that's not working. So <laughs> what I'm trying to manifest for you and not trying what I am manifesting for you and what I'm trying to put into your life and into both of our lives, honestly, um, is that you remember the heart, not just the personality and all that other stuff, but just the heart that you have, you know, and where it came from and, and whose bloodline that runs from, you know? Because there's there's a gift in you. There's a fire. Oh, I feel like the grandmas, you know, when they <laughs> speak over you, so I'm getting extra emotional. Yeah. Um, but there is there is there is a light and a beauty and you know almost a pureness of heart for the the amount of love that you have for those without, you know, and that you could be doing a million other things, you know, that you, even before this, but you've always cared. And what I'm manifesting is that you turn that love into yourself, right? And you, you go back and you relight that flame for yourself. And then you go out and you get to spread that everywhere. Because I think what I see in your future and your manifestation is it's not just a little a little school for Brooke and the kids, but I, I see you with academies, you know. I see you with um with STEM programs for the kids. I see you with, you know, orphanages, right? I see you with women's centers for all of the issues that we've gone through. I've seen 
what I see you with the farming and building that back up and encouraging these women to be the brilliant women they are, right? I see all of that for you, right? I see all of those things in Tigray for you, but not only in Tigray, but that you can see that paralleled everywhere else, mm -hmm. right? And that like what I manifest for you is that your light is so bright, Melanie, that the rest of the diaspora will get up and they'll follow suit and they'll fill in the gaps, right? Because there's, there's a reason, like I said from the beginning, that you were saved, right? And that you got that blessing and it's because you have a big blessing to give. And you're gonna give it, Mele, but you can't give it until you're ready, you know, to handle the responsibility that comes with it. So this season that you're in, I want to manifest that you find the peace and the grace in it and that for the next season to come after that you're ready for our, for all the blessings that you get to become. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's we called and it's my favorite thing. Like I will it, I I love when they do that and I love when you do it. Um so thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yes, thank you for reminding me. I was like, I know it's like the grandmas always do this, and I love it too. Yeah. And I think um, when I lost my grandma and being there, I, I felt it in my body, like, oh, oh, she's here with me. <laughs> like I, I have her spirit. Whatever yeah. role she had, I got it too. Um, yeah, and it's. You don't gotta wait till you're a grandma to speak life into people. You know what I mean? We could do it for each other. So yeah. it's a beautiful part of our culture. And you were beautifully vulnerable today. And I don't I think you showed up perfectly how you're how you are, authentically yourself. Um, and I hope that people like they they almost always do, but I hope whoever needs to hear it, right? And whoever needs to to see this truth. And that they're not alone in it too. And then maybe y'all reach out to each other and, and be able to, to support one another. I just, I think that I told you today it was gonna be magical and it is, and it will be for everyone else once they get to see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy we got to do this. I feel like it's a, it's a, it's an interesting moment right now, you know? And, It'll be good to, it'll be nice to have this to reflect on in the future too. I appreciate oh, yeah. it. Of course, of course. Always, always, always. Um, I told y'all too, I couldn't, I knew, I knew this was good. I was like, I got to end the season this way yeah. because yeah. I need people to get to the end of the season and, and just understand this is why I'm here. You know, this is it. Um, and you always like, bring me back to center like i'm like this is why i'm here this is why i do it um and i just love you so much and i'm gonna be home this week <laughs> it's like i'm gonna be home in a few days so by the time they see this i will be gone <laughs> so. yeah. and i'm so happy for you i'm so happy for you thanks man this is yeah. beautiful so everybody that's Black Woman Wednesdays. This is the Uprooted Network. All right. This is your girl, Hannah, a.k.a. Ruta, signing out. And then say bye to Mele. I'm sure you guys will be seeing her again. Without <laughs> y'all. Bye, everyone.